Welcome to Locked On Seminoles. Today we're going to talk about Mr. Ward, Florida State Recruiting, and the Transfer Portal. Let's go. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked on Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith, and thank you to the everydayers that make this a fantastic show. Really enjoy doing the live shows as often as possible and growing this podcast. Please hit that like button and that notification bell. Subscribe and share this podcast. And let's see the comments here in a little bit. I'm going to do about five to ten minutes here in just a moment, talking about recruiting for the Knowles, what's going on nationally, the transfer portal, and Ward kind of giving the overview, and then I'm going to take your questions. First off, though, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on and use code locked on for a first deposit match of $100 daily. Fantasy sports made easy. So let's get into it. Florida State is two days away from their national signing day. Charles Wester and all these guys are still getting phone calls from everybody. Uh, Luke Cromahawk, you, you name it, somebody's going to get a phone call. I'm sure Cam Davis, Georgia won't give up on him, I'm sure. All of these things are true. But based on everything I've heard talking to people that are around Miami, that are around Auburn, that are around Fort State, that are around Florida, et cetera, I've got different takes. Uh, I got somebody from up north was asking me about some stuff with Florida State and some other, other teams. A little bit of everything here. This is going to be a very wide-ranging show. Normally, I like it to be specific, but National Signing Day is anything but specific. It is wide-ranging, and quite frankly, it is ubiquitous. So let's just go down the list here. Florida State recruiting, I think they're going to finish with a top-five class with some exceptions here. There's going to be somebody they're going to add. Danaeus White, the defensive lineman from North Carolina. Maybe it's a kid that they offered earlier this year that people don't even know about. This happens, and they sign on signing day that nobody really knows about because Norvell could get a phone call, and this kid's like, you know what? The coach at School X that I wanted to play for is leaving. That's part of this now. National signing day is on the 20th, this Wednesday. But right now is when the coaching carousel is going bonkers. That includes assistance. What do I always say? It's not what's here. It's the person wearing the polo, okay? It's not the name on the polo that says Florida State or Colorado or Texas A&M. The kids pick the coach, not the school. Like it or not, that's the way this works. So that could happen. Um, let's get the bad news out of the way. If you're a Knowles fan, you're probably not going to like this very much at all. Barring something unforeseen, I have every single person I talked to said Blunt is going to flip back to Miami. Literally every single person that I have spoken to. That means... You're going to lose a five-star D lineman. That's never friendly. That being the case, you know what? It is what it is. Denise White, come on down. He's the kid from North Carolina. They're trying to get him. He's a bigger-bodied kid, more of a pure D tackle. It would hurt to lose Blunt for Florida State, but you know what? That's part of the recruiting process. It is what it is. K.J. Bolden, my Auburn source yesterday, feels really confident. But based on the interview that he did and is talking to people in general and watching some of K.J.'s Twitter comments here recently – I would say that there's a pretty good chance he's going to stick with Florida State. I, you know, he, he'd really be cutting himself at the knees if he didn't sign with the Knowles after his comments on Sunday. So Florida State looks like the team to beat, but 
you know what? It's still recruiting. It's 2024. Auburn and Georgia are not going to give up. Those are the other two contenders in his sweepstakes. I think Florida State looks pretty good based on just watching it. But at the same time, it's not signing day yet. We're talking about 17-year-olds here. Anything is possible. Do not discount that. The other thing here, how other guys are talking to him, and this is different than it used to be with cell phones and social media. These kids get together and talk about it. Like to transfer to school, like in Florida especially, transferring to schools and creating these super teams. Well, they're trying to kind of do it in some ways with these recruiting classes. Who knows what Bolden is thinking, you know, he, he wants to play with some of the kids down in Florida, like Lester, et cetera. Maybe they, they, they really do want to do this because that DB class, I, I've said it 50 times on the Locked On Seminoles podcast to all you everydayers, that is a elite DB group. That's going to be hard for him to leave, right? Don't you think? Logically speaking, that's just something to kind of go into. Um, as far as the class itself, adding other players, I think there's a lot you could go into specifically. And everybody wants to know about Jeremiah Smith. And I was talking to a couple of different people about him over the last 24 hours. Here, here's the two points. Number one, who's your quarterback going to be wherever you go if you're Jeremiah Smith? This is what I pose to everybody. This is open-ended to the chat. And this is why, unfortunately, and there's no way to fix this. This is not a Florida State problem, a Miami problem, or wherever he's looking at. It's just the way the game of football works. If you're an elite receiver, you are flat out tied to the quarterback position. Who's Ohio State's quarterback? Who's Florida State's quarterback? And who's Miami's quarterback? And all of those are tied to this, that are proven college quarterbacks. They all have zero. And those are pretty much the three. Florida's trying to, but that's a sinking ship. I refuse to believe that Jeremiah is going to Florida. When I see him put on the Florida Gators hat, I'll believe it. Until then, he's going to Ohio State, Florida State, or Miami. And that's that. And that leads to the other point here. And we're going to get into this anyway, so might as well bring it up now with Jeremiah Smith in tow. Cameron Ward's decision, in my opinion, even if it's not public, I'll explain more momentarily, is paramount in where Jeremiah wants to go. If Jeremiah is really thinking about Miami or Florida State the way I think he is, if he finds out whether Cam calls him himself, I don't know how that works, but if Cameron Ward calls him and says, I'm going to Florida State, don't you think that would influence Jeremiah? I mean, it would give a, a bridge gap for some of the younger guys like Glenn and Crumhawk, everybody to get ready. And you'd also be playing with Cam Ward for a year. No, if you went to Miami, same thing. I think where Cameron Ward goes, if it's one of the two Florida schools, if he's truly picking between those two, if we don't know, and myself included, could always change his mind, that's where Jeremiah Smith could well go. If he does it and does it today or tomorrow. If he goes into signing day flat out blind on where those are going, it's a higher propensity for Jeremiah to stick with Ohio State. He dislikes that coaching staff. He really likes how they develop receivers. He's told me that to my face multiple times. He's told it to many other guys that I know. He's been 100% consistent on that. And I can't blame him for liking Ohio State's passing game. They've done a lot of things for a long time. They were good. Fair enough. And he's, he's just got a good relationship with the Buckeyes. So my opinion, where Ward goes, there's an excellent chance Jeremiah Smith follows. I, I just thought by now Ohio State would have their quarterback situation resolved, and they haven't. That's huge, man. You have to know what your quarterback is if you're a player like him because unlike most freshmen who say, oh, I'm going to go in and play early, Jeremiah 
is going to go in and flat out ball as a freshman somewhere. I would bet my bottom dollar on it. That kid is as motivated as any young man I've been around in many, many years. I like the chance, and he's obviously very talented. Put the two together. Jeremiah Smith could be a big-time player from game one at whatever school he goes to. Um, as far as anybody else off the top of my head, I haven't heard anything that is quote-unquote earth-shattering or anything different than I didn't report in the last 72 hours or anybody else. I'm not saying I'm the end-all, be-all in Florida State recruiting. I'm not even close. But I talk to enough people that are more national network guys. That's the easiest way to do it because they give a more of an objective opinion. Um, just as a note, anybody that covers a specific school that openly admits they are a fan, you always have to take their information with a grain of salt. It, it's just natural. You're going to lean that way. So I try to go with the national guys when I talk to people as a general rule. Uh, a last thought on Cameron Ward here before I open up and start talking about all these questions and stuff. Where Cameron Ward goes is very, very important, but we just don't know the timeline. He did an interview with or someone did an interview with his dad. I forget which one, but it's very important to note there is no date, at least is public. That is hard on Miami. That is hard on Florida State. They need to know something because other quarterbacks are coming off the off the board. We're going to talk about that on the other side here in just a second because it is really, really important that Florida State, like anybody else, gets that resolved. It helps recruiting, and it kind of helps you with your roster, your NIL, and everything else. All right, eBay Motors. eBay Motors has passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it is also keeping your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to main your, maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You will always find exactly what you're looking for, and eBay's guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit the ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. Let's, um, let's talk about it. From a fan's perspective, I gave my opinion. What what do you all think? I'm going to dive into the questions now and just kind of go from top to bottom and start reading. All right, Zombino, we already know that. I'm not sure what you're referring to. I'm sorry, I, I've been talking for quite a while. There's a good chance for a quarterback to show what he's got. He had a full practice rep for the Orange Bowl. You know what that may be, Stephen, but I have zero confidence in either of the quarterbacks based on what I saw in each of their performances against Florida and the ACC title game. Bring on a transfer for me. Tori Sims, good morning. I believe we're getting can. Tori, I wonder why you say that. About Blunt, I mean, well, well, there could be some truth to that, but these kids change a lot. That's why I haven't talked too much about it and just wanted to reiterate it. UM offered Cam 1.2 million in NIL. That's a lot. I heard they offered him a hell of a lot more than that. Way more than that. Zombino, what, what makes you think that you just woke up and thought, oh, okay, 
But you guys can talk about that yourself. Tori says, we're motivated to beat UGA. Well, I would hope so. The only question is, and I'll get to the opt-outs. That's something I'm going to I'm gonna read through the list of players that have hit the portal, and I want people to literally to put in the opt-outs they've heard, things they think, what they think the motivation will be for certain players or not to play for Georgia. That's the back half of this show to kind of give a preview. All right, let's see. We're ready to win now, not Miami. I think Miami's going to take a pretty big step up, but at the same time, if they don't get a quarterback, they could fall flat on their face too. Florida State, same way. They both cannot afford to lose Cam Ward, and one of them's going to. Let's see. Ah, I don't think zero is the point because here's the deal. Zombino says, no chance we're getting Ward. We're losing too many players. That's basically his comment. I disagree with that because if you get Ward, he's going to attract a lot of other players like Jeremiah Smith. Somebody I mentioned a minute ago, big time players make big time plays and he's going to bring them. There's going to be kids that come to Florida State because they want to play with the quarterback. Could be an offensive tackle, could be a running back, it could be a tight end. You know, Jaheim Bell's not going to be with the Knowles. It is what it is. You blame him. You know, he wants to go to the NFL. Rodney Hill's in the portal, DJ Lundy, et cetera. They're losing guys, no question. But at the same time, Florida State is going to be in a scenario where they have a lot of different guys looking at the opportunity to come in to play with Cam Ward because they want to be on highlight reels. It only takes five to ten plays to send off to the NFL and the scouts to see it live for them to say, you know what, we should put him on our draft board. Cam Ward gives you more chances to have those plays. He extends them. He gets the ball to you in a lot of different circumstances. And as an offense, if you're scoring a lot of points and you're an offensive lineman, it just looks good on your resume too. You're pass blocking for one of the best guys in the country. So that's my take on that. Mark, what we got here? Any word on MJJ or the Georgia linebacker? Only thing I know is they, they're going after him. You know, like MJJ, that if they don't get Marvin Jones Jr., Man, that would be bad. Florida State's D-line recruiting on the edge has not been the greatest out of the high school ranks. So let's be honest, and I'm being kind by Florida State's name. It hasn't even touched what it should be over the last, say, five to eight years. It really hasn't. They've had a few guys, but it hasn't. And Marvin was one of the guys they missed on that was really sad when they did. He went to UGA, didn't work out. Now he's in the portal. He's visited. I would think Florida State would get him, but I'm sure he's going to have other opportunities. And this comes back to my discussion the other day. NIL. I don't know Marvin. I don't know his scenario, but I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that he wants to be compensated because he's a highly rated player at a premium position. How do you balance that? I'm not just saying like somebody give me the answer, but how do you balance that? It's a really important point because if you give him something and he hasn't played for Florida state, I mean, give him something like give him a chunk. How does that impact other guys? So it's not just getting the player, it's keeping your roster intact without it being pissed off. It's not easy. This is going to be the number one topic for me between now and all the way to August next year. How do teams manage their roster with NIL in the factor? You know how they say in equations and math, you want to have opportunities where you get all the like variables on this side and the others on the other side. With this scenario, NIL, it's not on one or the other because it's constantly bouncing back and forth because guys are in the portal mad about it or seeking more of it. Even if they did want to leave, sometimes guys 
know they can go to another institution and make another 50, 100K, and they're trying to take care of themselves and their family. It's not a balanced equation. Just something to think about. All right. Zambino, I've been hearing rumors of Kai flipping. Look, I mean, if Kai Bates flips, it is what it is. I've met with that kid, been around him numerous times. Great guy. If he goes somewhere else, it is what it is. I haven't heard a single word. If Zambino has the, has the goods on it, weigh it on us. I, I have not heard anything about that. Andy Becker. I saw something that Cam had over 30 lost fumbles so far. Thoughts and concerns. That's poor ball placement in the pocket, like not being close enough to your chest, not having good hand placement, whatever. And he quite honestly holds on to the ball a lot because he's trying to make big plays down the field. Ben Roethlisberger used to do that, but he was a hulking man. He could hold on to the ball a little easier, even though he got hit by NFL guys. But it is something Cam Ward needs to improve upon. He's, he's got a bunch of fumbles. He needs to do better. Let's see here. Stephen Bland. I think DJU has something to prove and will be 100% motivated and committed to his last season. Stephen, that is actually something that's very true. Here's the deal. DJU has a howitzer for an arm. Huge arm. He played at St. John Bosco, was the number one player, goes out and plays for Clemson, doesn't make it happen, has a decent year at Oregon State, but he's not where I would like him to be completion percentage-wise. He was 57%, even though Jonathan Smith was his head coach, a former Oregon State Beaver quarterback himself, and somebody who's quite frankly one of the top 10 or so coaches, I would say, in college football. Being a quarterback coach is one of the reasons I rank him there, conservatively top 15. He's at Michigan State now. That gives me pause, but motivation is something that's different at the collegiate level because you're dealing with young men. Very important. Could DJU come in and have a big year for Florida State, especially in being, you know, this quote-unquote clutch? Absolutely. He was at Florida State this weekend as well. I think he's in a holding pattern. And we can talk about this. I'll just throw it out to the chat here. If you want to comment, look, if you wait around on Ward and for whatever reason, he wants to wait a week, maybe all the way to like the 30th of this month, which would be unfortunate for all parties involved. You could lose everybody and then not get him. That would not be good for the Knowles. It is what it is. Florida State has to play the Cam Ward sweepstakes very, very carefully. I said it a couple of times on shows prior to this one. Him making an early decision is huge. It's not fair to the other kids, unfortunately, because if he's the number one guy and he appears to be for Florida State and Miami, they want to know on him before they go on to somebody else. But everybody's on a time crunch because these other players that they're going after at the quarterback position, they've got opportunities at school X, Y, and Z beyond Florida State, beyond Miami, et cetera. Will Howard visited Miami. Then they had Cam Ward. Howard just went out to SC. It looks like he's going to go to SC now. Miami might be left holding the bag too because if, if Cam goes to Florida State, who are they getting? I mean, somebody's going to lose here. Somebody's going to lose real bad. I just don't know who it is. I have no clue where Cam Ward's going. But it is a fascinating discussion point. Tory Sims, FSU has a plan. Trust that. I'm not saying they don't have a plan. Here's the deal. There's a key word, leverage. They have zero. They have zero. Cam Ward is the player. This is the one time players have leverage on coaches, and they use it. 
that's the, I mean, I'm saying I don't, I trust Norvell. He's a very good coach. He's organized the program with all of those things. He doesn't have any leverage here. He can give the guy an ultimatum. I don't think that's going to work real well, but at some point I, I understand if he did too, it's, it's a lose, lose. If you're Norvell, if you're Cristobal, anybody that camps talking to, because you take him off, you're out of the running. Mark Dorfman. Good insight. Thank you. You're more than welcome. I, this is, this is fun right now because the speculation part is real, right? Like, how do you know what Cam Ward's going to do? You don't. How do you know what his criteria is? We really don't. Do we know the specifics of NIL? I sure as heck don't. Uh, the number I heard from Miami was pretty big. I don't know what FSU has offered him. I don't know what they've told him about which recruits are coming or what transfer receiver, and that's something else we need to talk about. Do we think that Florida State gets another Cam Coleman kind of guy, or Keon Coleman, excuse me, kind of guy if they get Ward? I think there's a better chance of that. And let me be clear, that doesn't mean it's somebody in the portal right now. If Ward comes to Tallahassee, who's to say a good receiver, and I have no idea who it would be, on another school, maybe it's an SEC school, maybe it's a Big Ten, transfers to Florida State. It happened last year from the Big Ten. Keon Coleman could have just stayed at Michigan State and went to the NFL. He decided to come to Florida State and play with Jordan Travis. Do you blame him? I mean, it worked out pretty well for Keon. I would say that's a hell of an idea. Just something to consider. Mark Dorfman. Everybody seems to think DJ is a consolation prize. Think he's more mature and wants it more. Hmm. Coach Mike Norvell can scheme around his strengths. I thought a lot about this, and I agree with that. I think it really comes down with DJU. What are your expectations? That's that's my take on it. It's just something to kind of consider. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but at the same time, you're looking at a player that hit 57% last year because he takes more shots down the field. Florida State does like to do that. If they could fix just a few things, and we'll talk about that here in just a second, maybe they could get a situation where, I don't know, they could hit the home run and elevate his passing percentage a little higher. We're going to talk about that here in just one second. All right, now let's talk a little bit about the opportunities for Florida State. Let's say they got DJU. This is a fun topic. How would you change your offense? He can run, just for those of you who haven't seen him that much, but he's not a wiggle in and out of traffic kind of guy. He's more like a dump truck that's trying to break your glass just by breathing on it, okay? He's a big man. He's 250. Tackling him would not be a good time. But you, how, how many times do you want your quarterback just banging up his arms, his hands, his fingers, all that, just being tackled? There's always the risk of greater injury, but I'm just talking about the game-to-game when shoulders get banged up, et cetera, your elbows inflamed, whatever. It's harder to be an accurate quarterback. Can he fit into Norvell's scheme? And can Norvell adapt to the point, let's say DJ did, he, he tweaks his ankle, but he can play. He's your, he's your quarterback. Do you want him in the game with Norvell? And can he, quote-unquote, develop a game plan against a top-notch team? Let's say Clemson next year. Or let's say Florida. Let's say Miami. Whatever it is, pick your school. Or DJ is going to run twice. It's going to be two broken plays. They're going to cause zero quarterback run plays, which goes 
completely against what Norvell does. Can he do that with DJU? Not Jordan Travis, because when Jordan took off, look, everybody stopped. That's a game breaker. I mean, he could have played wide receiver in a heartbeat. DJU's not doing that. He could play tight end, maybe, but he is not a wide receiver. Could Norvell do that? I'm, I'm asking that openly because I don't know. I didn't follow Mike Norvell or his staff prior to him coming to Tallahassee. I, I really don't know. I've never went back and watched a lot of it. I saw a few of the games, like when he was in Memphis or whatever, but that's that's no big deal to me. I need to see it, no offense, against Power 5 defenses. Because you can scheme differently at the non-Power 5 level because the D linemen aren't even in the same stratosphere. That's the difference. Let's see here. Looking at DJ's interview yesterday, he's on FSU, so go for it. I think he likes Florida State a lot, too. I, I agree. He, he seemed pretty comfortable. But I think he's in a holding pattern, if I was to guess, before anybody asks, hey, we're waiting on Kim. We'll let you know on X. I'm guessing they got to know something the next day or so, today or tomorrow. I'd want to know at the latest Wednesday morning, and that's really pushing it. I had originally said I'd wanted to know by Monday night, so that's today. Because I'd want to tell Jeremiah Smith, hey, just so you know, we are or we are not, whether it's public or not, signing Cam Ward. If I was Miami, I'd want the same thing. It's just fair to all parties involved. It has nothing to do with advantage. It's just like, so everybody knows this is what the deal is. It's very unique. Torrey, Norvell had a big quarterback in Memphis, so his playbook works for DJ. Thank you for letting me know that. If they had a quarterback that was a pocket kid, that could just throw from the pocket over and over and over again, then that's a different deal. I haven't seen it. Again, I didn't study that. That's, you know, just the deal with me covering Power 5. You don't have time to go look at all this other stuff. Having said that, here's the deal. You're going to have to do it at some point because guys get banged up. Even if you are just a pure, like Rich Rodriguez, who doesn't use a lot of pocket quarterbacks, he did do that at one point at Tulane. He had a year where his quarterback, who ended up with the Buccaneers, he ended up throwing for a ton of yards at Tulane. They were just a throw at offense. He adapted. Good for him. Sometimes you got to do that. I think it would be unique to see that. And it'd be great for DJ. I mean, he seems, he seems like a pretty good kid. If he comes to Florida State, maybe he goes out and throws for 2,800 yards, 25 touchdowns, and only has four picks, and his completion percentage goes up to 62%. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but that one extra throw, especially as much as DJ throws the ball down the field and he – likes to go deep, that would be huge because you could be hitting a very large chunk play at a higher rate than other teams, more proficiency, which opens your running game. And what do I know is Florida State does a really good job with their run game, with their scheme and their design. That I am confident with. And that also opens up Florida State's also just as equally good screen game. I think DJU is a very unique piece. I don't think that anybody's going to doubt that. So... Just my take. Um, I'm going to go in now. We can, by all means, keep bringing that up. I'm just going to read off a few of the kids that are in the portal from Florida State. I want people to discuss it however they see fit. I want people to say, hey, this is good. This is bad. This is what I've heard. Here's somebody else. This is just an open-ended op-ed for anybody right now in the chat. Anybody wants to leave a question on YouTube after this, I'm going to post this show later, more than happy to do so. Um, I really kind of want just opinions. There is no one answer here. This is a list that I'm reading off, and I'm probably going to miss somebody because these things, 
in the last 10 minutes, somebody might have entered the portal while I'm doing this live show. It may not have even hit the airways, but in 10 more minutes, it might be. It's, that is the nature, as they say, of the transfer portal. The one thing that I will say that I'm concerned about a lot more based on this morning when I put it all together, what in the world is going on with Florida State in O-line? Bless Harris is going to TCU. He's announced. Good for him. Good guy. Had him on the show once. Really good guy. But he's not the only guy that's an offensive lineman that's hitting the portal. Um, that's, you know, Daughtry Richardson, the kid from Central, he was a redshirt freshman. He is in the portal. I don't know what's going on. I, I honestly don't. At the same time, Quayshon Sapp, another kid. He's from Georgia. He's from Leesburg, right down the road from where Cam Davis is. He's in the portal. That's three O-linemen. Based on what I just saw this season, Florida State is not in a position to lose quality offensive linemen. They're just not. And on top of it, speaking of offensive linemen, because he's so big, Marcus and Douglas is in the portal. I don't, you know, it looks like he's going to go to Arizona State based on the rumors, but that's another big body. Um, obviously, A.J. Duffy, C.J. Campbell, uh, they're in the portal. Winston Wright, that I don't know what happened there with Florida State, but that didn't go well. Uh, A.J. Duffy's going to San Diego State, it looks like. The Rodney Hill situation is bunk. I don't know what's going on with that, but it, it's very awkward. Sounds like DJ Lundy is going to go. I haven't heard if that's official, official, but you know that's what I've heard. Who am I missing? Who am I missing on the portal here? Let me see if I can find another list. I'm uh, I'm really concerned though about the offensive line. I'll, I'll get back into the questions in one second. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anybody, and I'm just searching as as we go along, as they say, because this is very very concerning. Because Florida State's probably their biggest issue the last four years, at least maybe even decade. You'd have to say it's offensive line. They can't afford to lose this many, and it is what it is, man. It's it's tough. So. All right, let's see. Florida State. Yeah, I mean, bless Harris. Yeah, those are the guys. But I'm I'm really concerned about that. I would say afterwards, they're pretty darn good in the secondary. They need another defensive lineman. We already talked about it, Marvin Jones Jr. If they don't get him, that's a problem. And they also need to get somebody, just from a depth perspective, another quality defensive lineman on the interior maybe. They can help you. you. Never have enough of those guys. It's just my opinion, but they're hard to come by. You got to get them. Um, it wouldn't hurt to get another gadget guy, kind of like Jaheim. I mean, he was a freak. What a weapon he was. But that that looks like what's available publicly. 